0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This Week in League. Suck me off, you dumb dog. No, it's not the sequel to Mark Gaznier's biography Spurt and Sauce. It's just the
1: doggies' Mad Monday celebrations biggest revelation to come out of grand final day 2012 when the lighting conditions are just right billy slater's head looks just like a plate of bangers and mash
0: tim sheens doesn't even work for the tigers anymore and he's still picking undeserving tigers players
1: for the test team and we'll review all of the action from grand final day 2012 all that and more this week in week.
0: Welcome to episode number 107 of This Week in League, I'm mate. And I'm Glenn. So, season done and dusted. It is. Not for us, of course, because there's still some things to take care of, but uh, the, the football
1: season. I gave up on football about a month ago, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah, me, I, yeah, uh, just last week for me, but you know, <laughs> you know how it goes.
1: <laughs> I do, I know all too well how it goes, Nathan. So, how was your grand final day? It was quite good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a mate's place, who's a doggies fan. Hundred bourbons. Not a hundred, but I had a few. Fifteen. Yeah, there was a there was a bit of a charge there. <laughs> um I still had my um you know, analytical hat on. <laughs> dicing and slicing the the game as it happened in my mind. Yeah. Um telling anyone who would listen how much I knew about rugby league. So that gives you an indication of how many bourbons I had. <laughs> so um yeah, it is. It is that time of the year where you know that footy's over and we're uh, a couple of weeks out from wrapping up the show. It uh, brings a tear to my eye.
0: Yeah, I had a desert hazler a day, Hasler of a day on Sunday. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> Fucking went down the coast to go down to um a supplement place, Planet Max down at Burley, uh, sponsor of uh, this week in MMA, and uh, as as sponsor, yeah, I have some uh, credit there. So I went down to get some uh, new boxing gloves and stuff. On this side street in a semi-industrial kind of area down at Burley, there's a white prado in front of me. We're coming up to the T intersection of West Burley uh, Road, I guess what it's called, uh, Avenue, which is a majorish sort of road. So we come up to this T intersection on this uh, little side streety thing. This fucking Prado's in front of me. I got the I got a vibe from it, thinking you know this this guy's a fucking imbecile. So I <laughs> of,
1: so I hung back is a little. Is that because he had my family stickers on the back? I, honestly, I couldn't tell you if he did yeah, or not. A sticker but saying "I love manly seagulls." <laughs> Different story, but, some, but someone, someone uh, for
0: later that day cut. Me, it was too slow in front of me, and I was about to give him a gobble, and then they had like a manly seagull sticker on the back. So I'm like, "No, nah, you'll keep." <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, this fucking idiot in the prado. I thought I was, I was wary of it, so I sort of stuck, stayed back probably you know, four or five meters, and um, so we get up to the Tina section. Uh, he's for, he's at first, I'm second. There's no one else on the road, and you know, no one on the other road either, for that matter. Got my indicator on to turn left. And all of a sudden, this fucking... I see this dude's reverse lights go on. And I'm like... The first, you know, the initial thing like... No. And then like, fucking, I'm just going to throw it in reverse and see you know, see if I get... It. And then, like, then I realised like straight away, I just started jamming the horn on. Fucking smash. Fucking reverse straight into the new car, two months old. And so I've jumped out of the car and I was about ready to fucking go like... <laughs> snatch on him with fucking just start slamming his head in the
1: Go, car door. Gangnam style <laughs> Cause he's, on him
0: because he's jumped out of the car as well, and he was like a and you know I could tell he was like a weak you know sort of mid forties kind of guy. So I'm like, if it comes down to it, I'm just going to fucking obliterate this guy right here and leave him dead. But,
1: <laughs> leave him dead. But
0: I um, then <laughs> I, 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 realized, I realized I had my three year old in the car though, so I couldn't do that and I couldn't say a lot too. So I shut the door very uh, very gently with no no stress. Sealed, sealed killer in a kind of silence. The guy comes out, and goes, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't see." You. And I say, "Yeah, I'm not sorry enough for fucking smashing into my new car." And then so he instantly realised that you know the attitude test had been had been taken, <laughs> and he realised that he had to he had to tread very fucking carefully at this point. Yes. And I just look at cars going, "Oh, I cannot fucking believe you did that." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, sorry, blah blah." I said "Fucking, you know, doesn't sorry doesn't fucking help me right now, does it?" So I like, oh, give me decided taking pictures of the scene and everything and. uh license you know it's like kind of just a single word he's kind of like look i can't talk to you mate I, I cannot fucking talk to you right now i'm so angry to his <laughs> <And I tweet laughs> details and then he go, then he comes back to me he's like um so um what's what's your name said, my name is, is none of your fucking none of your concern mate i said don't you dare try and fucking flip this shit around and try, try and say it was my fault will you he said, no no i just want to know who i'm dealing with I said, all right so i gave him my name and my number and um because he's got like saying what your address <laughs> did
1: maybe. you tell him your name was Des Hasler
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna because when he's asking my deal, I was saying motherfucker my details are irrelevant to you you don't fucking need them mate copy my red copy my license number off the front of the car, copy the the uh Pretty license hard. plate yeah you know and you got my name and you got my number that you can use to appraise me of the situation of you fucking paying your insurance <laughs> paying <laughs> your insurance yeah yeah, exactly. yeah and so and, and the funny thing is um the uh the when he when he took the car forward a couple of meters and um you know got off the front of mine, I had a bit of white paint along the front there. None of the bodywork was dented, light wasn't smashed. The back of his car was fucking destroyed. Really? <laughs> yeah. And his Peugeot, I'll fucking show you later. The Peugeot almost got free. The only thing like issue I can see is that when you look at the bonnet, you can see that the front quarter panel, as you're looking at the car, the right one is kind of. The gap between the bonnet and the quarter panel isn't as uniform, so it's been pushed out of alignment yeah, a bit, yeah, but really hasn't bit. been really broken, and as a result, you can't open the front passenger door because, like, it's pushed back and won't let the door lever inwards. So, there's that, but, um...
1: Given it's a European car...
0: Yeah, hopefully it costs him a fucking fortune. Well, it's only
1: going to cost him his excess if he's yeah, insured.
0: Yeah, well, this, and it's this the thing, like, you know, I, I have been slagging, uh, slagging Terry off, but, um... Is. Yeah, but the next, oh, first thing on Monday morning, I got a text saying, okay, I've paid my excess and put it in. This is the number on Suncorp and everything. So, nice. Uh, it's all right.
1: Well, he handled his business. Yeah. He did. I mean, doesn't explain why he put his car into reverse at no. a teen intersection for yeah. you know, seemingly no reason yeah. whatsoever and reversed into
0: a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I went to the shop, had, had, a, great, had a great time, uh, picked up a load of stuff. Um, then later that day, we uh, on the way back home up the freeway, stopped in at the big Coomera Supercentre. You know, with the McDonald's and Nando's mm-hmm. and everything in there. Went there to um, pick up some nuggets for the little fella because he's, he's on his best behavior and especially through the trash. Actually, one thing funny thing I thought I'd get him out of the car just to make this guy feel guilty that he crashed into a car that had a kid in it. So I pull Killer out of the car and he jumps out of the car and he sees the front of the Peugeot and that and, he, and the cars are still together at that point and he goes, This is terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and I was just like, Ah, uh, yes. I was
1: like, You, you
0: little legend. <laughs>
1: Didn't even so, have to coach him.
0: Didn't you have to coach him? And then so I so we went to the Macca's and I would get up to the counter of the Macca's there and, and the chick's going, looks at looks at my hat. I was wearing a this week in league cap, and she's like, going, "Oh, is that this week in league? Is that like is in the rugby league show?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah." And she goes, "Oh, I love that, podcast And um, and she and she looking at that killer, she goes, "Is that Jackson?" <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so, so so um, I'm am really sorry, I didn't catch the name, but um, but yeah, what a legend, what a legend. A uh, young lady who worked at uh, the Maccas at Coomera there at the uh, BP. Well done. Kudos
1: to you, mysterious Maccas lady.
0: I did ask her if she was like you know if she uh, was on Twitter and all that sort of stuff, but she's not. So okay. so I can't give her a shout out to a Twitter name or anything
1: like. that. Does she have the internet? Uh Well, I mean, she's not working at Maccas. She should have, could have been wearing it. The conversation could lasted. Could have been wearing it this Week in league hat. You know. The conversation lasted about Lost as long as it took for the, the F
0: transaction to go through. Yeah, well, you know um, you got to
1: you got to get the details.
0: But she did say a couple of times yes, that she loved the show and everything. So, uh, well done to her.
1: Excellent. Should give used some free stuff, you tight bastard.
0: Because I carry it around with me at all times.
1: I do. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. So, a box load of
0: it. I think you live in your car. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, and then on the way home, I um I got pulled over speeding, 120 in a 100 zone.
1: Serious? What a shit day! <laughs>
0: fucking cop. Yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a fucking dead set hazard. I told you it was a dead set hazard of a day. And then the cop pulls me over, and he comes in, runs through the spiel. You know, um, uh, I, I clocked you at a, doing. Uh, you, do you know what the speed limit is here? I said oh, it's probably hundred. <laughs> uh, how, how much are you doing? I was like, oh, probably between hundred and hundred <laughs> ten. He goes. he goes, well, uh yeah, he was like a dude on a motorcycle and, he, and with the handheld thing. And he's like, well, I've clocked you at uh, 92.5 metres at 120, so you were a fair bit over that. And I was like... And then he goes in the thing, oh, you know, do you have any... um any reason why you drive so fast and I said honestly mate I'm a manly fan and the grand finals fucking dogs in Melbourne storm and I was just trying to forget about that and pain wasn't paying attention to the speed and he's laughing he's like sorry to make your day worse mate. And I like, sorry to make your day worse big fella. I was like mate that's that's it's my fault don't mind. <laughs> yeah. and so yeah $220 fine oh well sucker so yeah, and I was I was like, I'm not gonna fucking watch this grand final. What a cocksucker of a day I've had. That this grand final is only gonna make my mood fucking darker than it already is. <laughs> and it got to about five five or ten past five or something like that, and I was like, oh no, nah, I have to fucking watch it. So then I flipped the Of course TV you on. have
1: to watch it. You host the number one rugby league podcast yeah. on the planet, Nathan.
0: So I did the duty. I did the duty and um and the funny thing, the funny thing was, I mean, you know, we'll talk about the game itself later, but um you know, you 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 know me. You people who listen to the show, you're fucking know. You know my feelings towards both of these sides that that participated in the grand final. And I honestly, even last week, I, I couldn't pick a side who I wanted to win because I, you know, hated them both. I mean, like the best case scenario would have been Bane coming in and fucking blowing up the, you know, the stadium and everyone just collapses into. <laughs> yeah, there's hole.
1: a reference I get.
0: Yeah, that would have been fantastic. But then the game starts. It was a real test. It was a great. It was it was a great test, and I I was generally surprised by the results. The ball kicked off from just about the first fucking tackle. I was wishing the Storm would win the game. <laughs> I, I, was, I was dead set surprised, and I you know Storm, congratulations, Storm fans, not on winning the grand final, but on um the fact that you actually you're officially my second most hated team now, and you've been deposed at the top by Des Hasler.
1: I'm sure I'm sure they care. I'm, I'm sure s- they care what you think.
0: I'm sure I'm sure they well, what it means is marginally less abuse going their way, and a podcast this week. Where they'll probably get next to no abuse, which has got to be fucking close to the first time in the history of this show.
1: Yes. I'm sure you'll still find a way.
0: We'll see, but honestly, I'm going to struggle. <laughs> I really am going to struggle. <laughs> Okay, well, a story from today. Um, probably not the biggest story, but we'll get it to the most current one, probably. The squads were named for the test match that's going to happen, not this weekend, but next Saturday. And I think it's October the 13th, from memory, the date. But we got our squads. So we're just going to run through the squads here, and uh, you can give me some thoughts. Kiwi squad came out first. Jared Beale. Jesse Bromwich. Greg Eastwood. Kieran Foran. Greatest player in New Zealand, of course. Josh Hoffman. Kristen Inu. Sean Johnson. Sam Cassiano, who's declared his allegiance to New Zealand. Isaac Luke. Simon Mannering. Benji Marshall. Legend. Ben Matalino. Or Matalino. Matalino. Sam McKendry. Sam Perrett. The Milkman. Frank Pritchard. Kevin Proctor. Jeremy Smith. Elijah Taylor. And Dean Vare.
1: Notable omission.
0: Adam Blair, nowhere to be found. Two dads as well. Admittedly, he didn't have a real happy year, but I mean, him and Parrot on the on, on one side, of the field has been pretty much a mainstay for New Zealand football for a while now.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean, it's typical of Stephen Carney. Yeah, Elijah Taylor hasn't, uh, you know, no love for the incumbents, yeah. people that have done the job before. Yeah, albeit uh, in a mediocre fashion, yeah. such as Adam Blair.
0: Not sure about Elijah Taylor. I mean, he has played for New Zealand before on uh, on two occasions, but I'm not, I'm not.
1: Elijah a Taylor Are you kidding He's a the future Of a New Zealand Rugby League
0: Maybe But he had a good He didn't have a good year this year Last year he had, up. he had a very good year Yeah This year I mean he was hampered by injury a little bit Yes But uh, I guess put in that, That's an incumbent getting in uh, Dean Vare um, He's hes will make his debut If he gets on the field uh, He's just in the squad at the moment Kevin Proctor It's the first time he's been called up uh, Cassiano of course
1: Makings of a decent side Yep,
0: um, I mean, they've got, they got, they got a couple of decently experienced guys in there. I mean, Jeremy Smith, he's played 23 times. Uh, Pritchard's done 22. Sam Parrott, 19. Benji, 26. Mannering, 29. Isaac Luke, 21. So, um, you yeah, know, they've got a couple of guys. Greg Eastwood, 15. They're, that's the double figures, guys.
1: Traditionally, the Kiwis don't do so great in the one-off test matches, but um, they've got the makings of a good side. Um, you know, a fair few of those guys have only uh, have been playing fairly recently. Yeah, oh, I mean, you got about half a dozen dogs and, in there, so yeah.
0: you know there should be some kind of you Man know. Man should
1: be short of a run, he hasn't played but, him for four
0: weeks. Well, I mean, you know, arguably he hasn't played all year. Yeah,
1: well rested. <laughs> well rested.
0: <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, on on paper it's a fair looking side. Um, but that's the thing on paper. New Zealand's always you you look at it and go, oh, you know. That's A formidable side, Jesse man.
1: Bromwich is a good selection, he's, he's been yeah. rewarded with a good year. Yep. Um, Gerard Beale as well, I think he was probably one of Brisbane's most consistent performers uh, over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in, you know when they had their tough patch at the end of the season, he was still giving his all. Yeah, um, so he's he's been surprisingly, too, given the way he's
0: cast out for ending Lockie's career
1: <laughs> <laughs> by you. Not, I'll Definitely a decent pack of forwards. Once you put um, Pritchard, Jeremy Smith, uh, Simon Mannering, you know Profto Cassiano, Cassiano oh, exactly, yeah. like Madelino as well. Yeah, some some Maddaleno. good forwards, and I think you know their their bench will come in. Uh, you know, come to the fore as well because a lot of those guys and they're not going to fit them all in, That's so right. they'll have some quality coming off the bench as well.
0: Yep. Versing the uh, Kangaroo Squad, which is probably, you know, not a not a great deal of surprises, I don't think. Billy Slater, Darius Boyd, Greg Inglis, Josh Morris, Brett Morris, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk, Matt Scott, Cameron Smith, James Tamo, Greg Bird, Paul Gallen, Nate Miles. Interchange. Robbie Farrar, Ryan Hoffman, David Shillington, Tony Williams, 18th man, Ben Teo. So we actually do have a a side name for the kangaroos, you know, pretty much yeah. with the 18th man in there. Um, Best
1: hooker in the world playing as well, um, playing off the bench. Cameron's so maybe, with, um, so maybe he might uh as in the, in the team as well.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, as might, Robbie Farrar. Maybe um, maybe Robbie might come on. I mean, given the fact you've got Hoffman uh, and Shillington and uh, Tony Williams, who obviously won't do a fucking lift a fucking finger. I mean, they're yeah. play, they're Tony playing Williams
1: with, would be the utility, though.
0: They're playing with 16 men to start with. <laughs> yeah, and um,
1: Tony Williams would be the utility. He's played uh, wing five eight. Second row in his career? Center. Center.
0: But not well at any of them.
1: No, 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 not with any real level of ability. Honestly,
0: I put Robbie Farrow in the centers before I put Tony Williams in the centers. Well, Robbie
1: Robbie Farrow is a god of rugby league, no. He's
0: versatile. He did play in the halves of Balmain, or sorry, West Tigers a couple of times this year, or one time. Oh, Abject failure, I think they got Cain, but... He
1: can play anywhere, mate. He can play anywhere in in rugby league. He can probably coach the side as well, run the water, be the trainer. Yeah, and,
0: and, you know, I do feel bad giving shit to Robbie because, I mean, when it comes down to it, he was the only guy that put in all season. He actually can, you know, hold his head up.
1: How dare you? How about Bo Ryan? How about Bo Ryan? Gave his heart and soul every week. Same with Chris Huntington. That's why they've been rewarded with new contracts. (laughs) With the Sharks.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, you know, the the Kangaroo side, uh, (coughs) with the exception of the 18th man being Ben Teo, the, the the news is that um this is the first time since 1988 that the Kangaroos squad, the Kangaroos side, when you look at the one through 17, hasn't included a player from the Brisbane Broncos. That's yeah,
1: a very happy interesting day. interesting statistic, that one. But uh, look, other than Justin Hodges, what's what's his story? <clears throat> yeah, what is his story? Is he injured? Maybe he is. His hamstring's he- always injured. He'd be the only one that uh, I, I would think would probably feel a bit stiff to be left out. But Yeah,
0: I'm just thinking through the... Uh, Especially after scoring that scintillating try on Origin. I'm just thinking, who else have they got inside that could probably raise it? I mean, maybe someone like Gillette might have thought he might have had a chance at a bench spot. Um,
1: yeah, Thoday,
0: eh? Well, Thoday, what's going on with him? Even his I form mean, hasn't been bad, so I mean... You know, you yeah, but I
1: mean, is, is he going to get a run over Gallon, Miles... Guys See, like that?
0: Honestly, I would have thought that uh, the answer to that would have been yes, just because, you know, he's sexual chocolate sand thido. But I mean, what's Greg Bird done that puts him in the side ahead of uh He was injured through the latter parts of the season, didn't you know make any real impact? Yeah, good point. So I mean yeah, certainly you wouldn't put him in in the side ahead of Gallon and Miles. Because I mean those guys form wise have just, you know, blown him out of the park. But I mean, you know, Thido has a bit to offer, but um yeah, maybe they'd have thought, you know, put him in Carrying these Broncos players in the Australian side for far too long.
1: Yeah, I don't know that Broncos fans would be up in arms over it.
0: I mean, no, you know, I'm happy to have uh, one manly player in the uh, in both sides. At which the is end good.
1: of the day, Darius Boyd can get a run. Sam Thaiday probably would feel a bit stiff.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, surely we've got better wingers. <laughs> a, you know, one more better winger
1: than Darius Boyd. Bay Ryan starters from the Sharks. Yeah, put, why, been the Sharks' best player this year.
0: Well, when you put, well, when you put, um. Barber in just to have him in the side you know they like to put full backs on yeah. there Put Barber, I mean because there's no one in the world that would say that Barber offers less than Darius Boyd
1: no you're right and I, I guess he's um, you know he's a Dalian medalist he probably deserves to be rewarded with a, a national jersey but you know the side is what it is they're still going to win by 30 points regardless of who they put out there exactly you know
0: I wonder if the shoes going to be probably on the other foot. Probably tight until time.
1: Robbie Farrah takes the field and blow the game wide open. I wonder if the shoes going to be <coughs> on the other
0: foot given the given the concentration of uh, Storm and Canterbury players in the Kiwi side, and we don't have the same kind of, you know, we've got obviously the spine this is a Storm spine which is probably handy for us, uh, but I wonder you know because we're not coming straight off the the pressure cooker of Origin where the guys are all battle hardened and playing like a you know an Anzac Day test. Mm. Oh sorry, it's. Um, yeah, you know, when they're playing, when, sorry, when playing for Origin selection. Yeah. You know, and the guys are all kind of peaking, you know, leading up to Origin. That's usually when we catch the Kiwis off guard. After the season, when we've got a lot of guys that haven't played for a little while, and they've got you know a nucleus like you know their pack, and you know dogs and war, uh, dogs and uh, storm players. I wonder if that means it'll you know even up a little bit more than it has in the yeah, past. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> but- <laughs> the coach, by the coach, boys, Stephen Candy say. So. Us by a million. Oh, we coach by Tim Sheens. Fucking hell. This is a yeah, lottery,
1: nil all, <laughs>
0: nil, nil all, with with <laughs> a new a new uh, international test match record of passes being thrown into the first row. <laughs> yeah.
1: I look forward to uh, ne- you know the the selections for next year's one-off test match if they're just going to get unemployed blokes to fucking yeah. <laughs> do the jobs on the national teams.
0: Yeah. Now moving on to a story that's um you know, probably the biggest story, <clears throat> a bigger story than the grand final result. I think has been completely overshadowed. Hungry, hungry James Graham. There's going to be a special judiciary hearing on Thursday night, not Wednesday night. Uh, reason being, I think the Bulldogs have their presentation night or you know, their post-season function on Wednesday night, so they asked if they could do it, you know, postpone it, and uh, that was agreed to. Um, Graham, he's expected to plead guilty to the ungraded contrary conduct charge after being referred directly to the tribunal to answer allegations by Slater that he bit his ear in the 26 minute of the grand final on Sunday, and. By not grading the charge, that means the Match Review Committee has indicated that it's far worse than the maximum offence they have, which is a grade five, which would have seen him face a seven-match ban. So there are suggestions that the suspension could go down in the annals of history as one of the longest ever. Now, precedents for biting cases. Brad Morin received an eight-match suspension in 2007 for biting Tamar Tahu on the arm. This but, was
1: far worse than that.
0: Yeah, the difference, d- d- the differentiator in this case is the fact that... Um, as with nearly every biting case I've ever seen, is usually like the guy's fingers get in the guy's mouth or the arm wraps around the mouth in the tackle and then that's how it happens. This time, I mean, he just came up, grabbed Slater, chomp. Um, Also, it was on grand final day and although they, you know, I don't know how much they can count it like that, the fact is... Well, it's
1: contrary conduct, so that that definitely is factor.
0: And the the audience of uh, almost four and a half million, including um, Australia and New Zealand, uh, you know, the NRL probably don't take a, you know... A, a kindly view to, the, to something yeah. like that happening, being replayed ad nauseum. Um, Billy Slater hasn't commented. Uh, he's not going to have to testify at the, at the hearing either. I don't think they need to because um, uh, Melbourne officials are going to provide a statement, but also, you know, it's pretty, the footage is pretty clear, as is, you know, the the the, ca- the situation with his ear after. I mean, you yeah. can clearly tell, I mean, it had been cut, it was swollen up, obviously through, you know, the bacteria that live on, you know, those... You know, horrible yellow pegs that English people call teeth. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so, so, so Graham, he's been charged. There's been a couple of other charges as well. Sisawaka and uh, Todd Lowry uh, they face one match bans. And Josh Reynolds, uh, if he pleads guilty, he'll get off. Um,
1: Josh Reynolds has probably been punished enough by the punches that would landed flush in his face after he hit Sisawaka.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll deal with those. We'll deal with those guys first. I mean. Uh, Todd Lowry, I can't even remember what he did in that melee. That why why was he singled out ahead of like Eastwood? I think who uh, who got um, Slater in it, like a rear naked choke to kick it all off. No stag with uh, a stag with it, and um and then you had like you know Kristen Inu He was one. He started it by you know coming in and, and smashing Slater yeah. after after the the try was scored. So he was the he, That that kicked it all off as a as a thing. Um. You know, and there were lots of guys pushing and shoving and stuff. So I'm not sure how Todd. I'm not sure what t- Todd Lowry did to um, to get himself into that. No, uh, nah, well, I mean Sisa and Josh Reynolds. I mean, you're no problem there. Those they were the only two that stood toe to toe and traded yeah. punches. So yeah, fair enough on that case. But um, but once again, I mean, you know, Josh Reynolds was the aggressor there too, uh, to, to the point that Waka just stood there and let him land two flush shots on his face. Yeah. Didn't even blink or t- or bat an eyelid and nah. said, "Okay, you've had your two freebies." Now it's my turn And that's when it got broken up Obviously when they realised That uh, Reynolds was going to die <laughs> <laughs> So Those guys I mean you know Wipe the slate clean on them Although I would like to say Melee Spills out onto the sideline Players from both teams Are involved What's the common thread Between this And the last one Melbourne Storm Yes Maybe it had nothing to do with Manly Maybe it's just the Melbourne Storm They like to have fucking melees the spill over the sidelines Clearly, they've done it again. And also, how about the charges for the Doggies fan that was fucking throwing stuff at them when they were fighting? Did you see that guy?
1: I saw someone lob a plastic cup. <laughs> yeah, threw a grenade at the <laughs> <laughs> Billy Slater. When, Very interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you know Part of the course for doggies players. Now let's move on to the big charge. What do you think about the bite?
1: Oh, I think he's got to go for twelve weeks at least. Yeah, I mean that's in- that's my number. I think it's uh, it's fairly unique. In, uh, as far as biting cases go certainly you know in the time that I've been watching the game yeah um, in the Brad- time that
0: they've had you know action replays and instant replays where you can actually see clearly from multiple angles what happened
1: that's right I think um, you know between you know things like eye gouging biting um, you know Hoppawadying yeah anything John Hoppawadie did in his career um
0: Prostate massage. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> unsolicited prostate checks and um, rearranging people's yeah. faces with your elbows. Those sorts of things are generally hit pretty hard by the judiciary, yeah. and um, and I think they probably they, they, there's just no other way. They have to go and and drop the hammer on him, and I think he's got to go for at least twelve weeks. People are saying you know six or five. Get fucked. If that, I mean, when you look at some of the things that have attracted five and six-week suspensions... You've got now, to say
0: that, that <coughs> Moran got got eight weeks, so that's an absolute baseline, of which it's still apples and oranges, given how blatant this this one was. Exactly. Think, Who
1: was Brad Moran playing for when he... Um... Dogs. Yeah, dogs. Ah. It's in their game. Yeah, apparently.
0: It, their, their bite is worse than their bark, except, in, of course, in playing skill. But, like, you know... When it comes to literal biting, yeah. they're fucking masters of it. <laughs> Aren't um, they what? They're masters. And I think there was one with Jared McCracken as well. But he may is have he been... Is he a biter? He, I, I think so. But that may have been, he may have been at Parramatta then. I'm not sure. But not sure. But still, he may have learned, he'd probably learned his trade at the dogs in his time at the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, thing, but thing well, is...
1: Well, my that, number's 12 weeks. Um, the thing I is, it's so blatant that he,
0: he, didn't, he didn't run in swinging punches and, you know, there wasn't pushing sharp. He ran he in, targeted, grabbed
1: his head, He, he ran, him. ran in... <laughs>
0: Two hands on him. Didn't throw. Any, he didn't like try and tie up one of his arms and then sort of throw punches with the other. He ran in, grabbed him, and went straight for the chomp. I mean, it was the most blatant thing they say. It's, uh, you know, it's not his go. It's not his go. Blah blah. Oh, blah,
1: clearly it is because he but, just grabbed the bloke and bit him on the fucking ear. Clearly, it's his go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I yeah, think it's not something you just wake up one morning and go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have a random yeah. fucking. <laughs> Attack of biting
0: for me. Just given like the the obviousnesses and the fact it wasn't like a, a heat of the moment thing. Like he ran from outside of the melee, got Slater, and then just chomped on him without throwing punches or anything first. For me, I mean, it's probably the worst thing I've. It's probably the worst thing I've seen as far as like um, you know, like just pure like just grubbery, pure yeah. grubbery. And so you look at the past acts of you know really bad acts of grubbery, both held by the same person, John Hopewadi. The proctology uh, incident back in 2001, I think it was, that got 12 weeks. And then in 2005, Hoppawati again with the massive flying elbow to knock out Source. Uh, that took-
1: it did knock Source some sense into Source because he then saw, him to- then saw the him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. After,
0: after he'd had about a, a taken a year off the game to learn to fucking walk and talk again mm. and hold a pen to sign the contract. <laughs> and I actually watched that tackle on YouTube again. It was fucking spectacular. Like just incredible, the fucking speed and the and the lift off he got, and just the absolute. I mean, like source is not a small dude, and just to fucking wipe him flat, and just oh my god,
1: almost fucking killed the poor bastard. It was it anyway. Was, back to, back up. to but that was growing. but that
0: was seventeen. That was seventeen weeks. Yeah. So I think you've got to put you've got to place it at least somewhere in between that you know yeah. like so uh, more than twelve. But still, you know, I'm not saying saying should be less than seventeen. I mean, you know, they might want to go for a new record here. But yeah, uh, you know, cancel his visa and fucking just send him home. I don't, I don't care what you. I mean, I don't care what happens to James Graham at all. But I mean, he was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and should be punished accordingly. And if it's anything less than twelve weeks, I'll go fucking mental.
1: Yeah, I, I think twelve is a number, and um, you know, if it's more, then so be it. But fuck if it's any less, they, they're yeah. setting a, a dangerous precedent for teams in grand finals. Yep. <laughs> as far as how much. You know he, he was he was lucky that it did only go and report given that the evidence was so conclusive, but I think the referees have been under so much pressure lately um, to have sent a player off yeah. um, in a grand final. Although, I think, given the evidence that yeah. we were looking at at home, it was probably warranted, but...
0: Yeah, I wonder um, if the video referee could have looked at it and said, yeah, th- he's got to go, go He's got to go, <laughs> go for that. Because, I mean, the referees, you know, clearly, unless they actually see it happen, I mean, like, the evidence was plain to see. I mean, mm. Cameron Smith or Billy Slater went up first and Archer dismissed him and then, uh, you know, then they sort of settled down, spoke to Cameron Smith and then they could clearly see. Yeah. And, and, and I remember Tony Archer pulled the referees in, the sideline referees in as well and said... Okay, you see that you see, you see they all looked at yeah. his ear, and then you see that you see that. So, you know, and at the end of the day, the Storm didn't get anything for that either. I mean, the try was awarded for the dogs, yeah, and Storm got nothing for us. So, yeah, exactly. so it's crazy. If, like you know, the lack. I mean, like you're looking at uh, NFL, for example. If you score a touchdown, and then that happened after it, they can nullify the score mm. and just take it off. you. Yeah. so crazy. Um, and they're saying it could ca- uh, cost Graham he the uh, the captaincy for England. For their uh, matches against Wales and France, and it's possible oh, that fucking
1: please, this is England we're talking about. Prick will be fucking knighted next Friday.
0: Yeah, but you want to? The thing, the thing is, is bullshit. Is that they might try and count those uh, suspension matches. You know, they oh, might subtract too much by again. saying, "Oh, he definitely would have been selected for the English side." So therefore, that's too. Who's you know, that guy? That's
1: off. captain. Was captain of their fucking soccer team, John Terry. Yeah, he was rooting anything that moved. Yeah. He was still captain of the national side. Ryan Giggs had sex with his brother's missus. Still a welcome addition. He's fucking just about to be, he'll be knighted once he's retired. Can they go for anything in England?
0: Yeah, but that's just rooting too. It's not like biting a dude. It's different.
1: Really? I, don't how, I don't know. Adultery. How
0: I don't know how you root committing
1: people. multiple acts of adultery.
0: I don't know how you root, but biting is not.
1: It's not all, really. I'm into all sorts of stuff in my own mind, but. Yeah, anyway, James Graham, <laughs> fucking good boy.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and Doggies fans, you might get the blame for it as well because uh, there's whispers out of the Bulldogs camp that um, scenes at Belmore in the lead-up to the grand final which involved fans chanting and blowing car horns as they did uh, happy laps of the streets, they may have had a negative effect on the players. And uh, Des Hasler is understood to have told officials it was nothing like that at Manly in the lead-up to last year's grand final and this is, could have been detrimental to the side. Wow. What a manies. load of fucking shit. Talk about looking for a scapegoat.
1: Blame me. Blame your 18th player.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, we'll keep on the Bulldogs for wow. the next story. They had another controversy the next day. I mean, because that biting incident really did overshadow everything in the grand final.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all anyone was talking about afterwards. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, I, I struggle to remember many of the tries that was that were scored in that game. Yeah. Um, Yet, you know, the biting thing, obviously, you know, massively to the fore. But the next day, the dogs tried to outdo that by having their uh, their Mad Monday doing, you know, what I assume is the right thing. They had a private function. It was at Belmore. You know, perhaps they could have had it at a different place, a better place. like you Other know, than but, their
1: spiritual home.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, um, you know, their spiritual home, but players were urinating on the field, apparently, in an open, open view of other people. Um, so, you know, that's their spiritual home, but, you know, they marked their territory on their spiritual home, too. Um and they were inside. Um, bulldogs? Yeah. That's what dogs do. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah apparently, and,
1: and yeah. They bite people and mark their territories. <laughs>
0: Why are we so fucking surprised? Uh, they had a window open there, they, 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 and they're partying inside. And um, the people involved haven't come to light yet because of being inside. And the video I saw, you can only tell, I think it might have been Chris Neninu's arm, like sort of grip. But whether he's a guy that said anything, who knows? But there were some comments to Channel 9 uh, reporter Jane has a party, said, uh, there are there are some ladies here to stick their heads in your pants and uh, followed by suck me off you dumb dog and i want to go and punch you in the face wow that fucking escalated quickly didn't it didn't it? what it, it was all romantic first yeah you know, sticking their heads stick, stick, sticking their head in the
1: pants and then, you know, imagine you, as a party it'd be like oh, goes, hang on let me let me ponder that for a and second then it, oh, it could be <laughs> interesting and then and then, yeah, then it got then it got sexy with you know suck me off, you dumb dog. Yeah, and then she was well, well that's a little bit forward, maybe yeah. not without dinner and a movie, and then and some um, kebabs. And then I just go straight Robert Louis style. Want to punch you in the face? Hang on, I haven't even given you an answer yet. And you <laughs> want to punch me in the face? <laughs>
0: I mean, the time waits for no man, clearly. Exactly. Wait for dog, either. Um And also, uh, Fred Seraldo, the gear steward, he uh, had a found now spray towards the media as well. And as I said, the players also urinated on Belmore Sports Ground in full view of the assembled media. So uh, it's being investigated by club management. Um, I haven't seen too much in the way of official statement, although I did see uh, Todd Greenberg tweet. Uh, he said, I spoke with the journalists today and apologised on behalf of the club. That's not how we do business. We'll follow up internally. So... um.
1: Well, if anyone's going to handle it well, it's the best administrator in the game, Todd Greenberg.
0: Oh, you'd think so. Um, you'd think, you know, you'd think he'd, be, you know, he'd be the best administrator, but clearly, I mean...
1: I wouldn't imagine that he'd, he'd take, you know, look at that in a favourable light. And I don't know that he's... A, given the, the coverage that it's got, um, I don't think he's the type of person that's going to look at it as a boys will be boys sort of thing. Um, but I just have to ask again, whenever this sort of thing comes up, what the fuck are they thinking? And that goes, for, for the players that said things, why, why the fuck would you be pissing on the field when there's media around? If you've learnt nothing. From, and I'm not saying that they didn't have, you know, whatever reason they had to be pissed off at the media being there, I'm not saying that they didn't have any right to be pissed off, but fucking handle it in a professional way. Exactly. Screaming out stuff like that.
0: I mean, there seems to be a lot of blame has been thrown on the media and like, oh, why were they there? You know, it's just become a thing these days. I do agree I mean, with that.
1: I do agree that, really, it's Mad Monday. These guys get fucking saturated coverage all year. They fucking, they bust their asses and, and you know, you know have some media outlets say that they're not overly, um, it's not overly easy to get access to NRL clubs. Yeah. Um, and that's something they can work on together. Um, I don't know that they need to be there. That's Mad a, Monday, that, that's well, a funny what other reason well. do you have?
0: Yeah, well, the, the funny thing is I saw someone complaining and saying, you know, uh, leave them alone on Mad Monday and, you know, get it all in, out of the system, get all your, the, your reporting out of your system on after the game. Well, you, guess what? They close their dressing rooms to the media after the grand final, which is actually a breach of NRL regulations, so they're going to cop a heavy fine for doing that anyway. Yeah. They just keep kicking goals. The greatest administrator of the game is administrating like a boss at the moment. <laughs> he's doing a fantastic job. And what it goes to show is that... You know, for all his administration side, you know, for building the facilities, what Greenberg has tried to do, he thought by taking Desi and, you know, some staff, he thought that what he could do is actually replicate, like, you know, Manly's culture. And he's found out the hard way that he's failed miserably and that, you know, this culture, you can't, you know, it's been built since 19, you know, since nineteen seventy, you know, as far as like, you know, when they started, you know, getting into grand finals and, you know, against the odds sort of stuff. Dogs, you had good culture. Before you sold, you sold a Super League and shit. <laughs> and um, now it's it's proving harder than you thought to get it back.
1: Now you're just being a troll. Um, again, <laughs> I, I don't really agree with the media being there, but the fact was they were. And, and the
0: fact is the media is always there, all year round. Yeah, that's there's right. No, there's, there's no like unspoken amnesty or something for, for Mad Monday They, I mean, that's where they're going to get more stories. So what you do... Is if you're a, if you're the best administrator in the NRL, you fucking sort it, sort your shit out properly, and don't let it happen. For example, well,
1: it wasn't Todd Greenberg shouting obscenities, Nathan. And no, no, it wasn't. Some players need to be brought into line. There's but no doubt he had do some
0: that. he would have had some say in the, in you know where the function, how the function was run, and you know the security thereof. Look after the 2008 Grand Final. Manly provided a, there was an apartment complex with a penthouse the, for the players, and they put security downstairs at the at the foyer of the, the apartment complex, and no one. They had basically a list and no one who was not on that list could get up there. So it was just, you know, all you see was there's some players on the veranda. Worst thing that happened is I think they took some clippers to Wolfman's head. But um that's it. No scandal.
1: There was plenty of scandal to come though, wasn't there, mate?
0: Well, it's two thousand nine.
1: Yeah, but And there as was, it turns
0: out, that was all beat up too.
1: Was it? In a court of law. Everything Proving. everything that went on. Everything. Right. Anyway, the players should know better. I don't care how drunk they were. They should have kept their mouth shut and the media should probably have a bit of a look at themselves as to the reasons why they were there. Were they there to, you know, to, to try and uncover a scandal or be there if something went wrong? I think that's pretty were. poor journalism. And, of course they were.
0: But that's the thing. You go, I mean, they they went there because they thought there'd be a story and, you know, and they were served they got on up. Yeah. So, I mean, you yeah.
1: It's disappointing when, you know, the fact that we've just finished... A really successful season. We've, we've had our refereeing issues, but you know, there's a lot of stats across the game to, to show that the game's in, in good health. Uh, and you know we've got the day after the biggest game of the season, all anyone's talking about is players mouthing off at the media and someone biting someone. Like, exactly. for fuck's sake, get your shit together, boys.
0: Exactly. Now, uh, what other stories have we got here? Max Delmage on Facebook. He uh he gobbed off to Hasler uh pretty much an hour after the game was finished. And uh he said that uh where is it? I feel I have to say this. Des Hasler, if you'd not been so greedy and self-opinionated, you would have been the coach of the Premiers again tonight. Manly Seagulls, the players, staff, and myself gave you all the support, both personally and financially, as the best of what the present-day environment could afford. Obviously, this was not enough. I've given Manly all I can and will continue to do so. Why? Because Manly supporters remain true, faithful, and genuine. You made an error in judgment, in which we forgive you. See you next year in the Grand Final.
1: So he thinks the dogs will make the grand final again next year.
0: He does against Manly, really. evidently. Sorry, against Manly, evidently.
1: Um, and um, he thinks the reason that Manly didn't win the comp is because Des Hasler wasn't their coach. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I think so. It's a bit of a slur on uh, Jeff too, if you ask me. Well, and he must, be, you know, if he's having a slight on Des Hasler, I mean, you think Des Hasler? Would well, turn no, his no, because then and he, play followed up, he, no, he followed up the grand final. No, he followed up when que- so. when
0: questioned about it. He did, fo- he did follow up and say no. He was giving him, a, he, he was actually giving him a rap. So it was, it was a compliment. He was saying that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he wished he'd still been at Manly. It was meant to be a compliment. And if Des had been with Manly, we'd have won the premiership. So it was actually it was actually a compliment to Des he,
1: because he they was, had Jeff Toohey as a second-rate coach. He they slamming. didn't win the
0: premiership. Well,
1: yes, well, it was Jeff Toohey? I mean, Jeff Toohey doesn't need much of a reason to fucking whinge about stuff. Second-rate he coach. Got one.
0: Hang on a minute, a second-rate coach who who coached his side to six places above the ladder than the than the Australian coach, who's the fucking veteran legend of you know, and he's 30, now unemployed. So
1: this is how the Tigers do do business, mate. You don't get the results, <laughs> five you years, get arsed out. Five years late, six years too late.
0: Yeah, we were six years. Too late. I said five. I was going to be generous, but no. That's
1: how we do business, mate. We drop the hammer from a really, really, really great height. It just takes a fucking long time for the hammer to make its mark. Yeah, they're dropping
0: it from fucking Pluto.
1: <laughs> um,
0: now the next. Did you see Melbourne Storm's urn?
1: No. It was on the news what site. They so the ashes of good taste in there.
0: I don't know what it is, but it's like a black urn with Melbourne Storm logo on it. Anyway, someone spotted this urn and um and apparently it's a sacred thing to the Melbourne Storm when the Storm packed their luggage to head back to Melbourne, um there was a there was a, n- near the premiership pro- trophy, you know, taking, you know, equal pride of place with this glossy black urn with a Melbourne Storm sticker on it. And, uh, and they say that it's the, it's the Storm's secret weapon and uh, Ron Gouchy, the uh, chief executive said I don't know about a secret weapon there's a story behind it we don't tell people what that story is but there's a story behind it uh, he'd provide no details on what makes it so special how long it's tracked the club the games or even how it came to being he said it's something that Craig Bellamy and the players do and it would be inappropriate for me to comment it's only appropriate for Craig to talk about it uh, Bellamy was less willing to talk about the urn but he said that their respect for the urn is real and not mere, merely some quirky superstition it's a bit of a sacred thing with the group but i'm not going to divulge what it is he said it's a thing that stays within the group and is going to stay within the group it's not a thing we use the whole year just different parts of the year what is known about the urn is that it carried it has carried ashes but not of any person whatever it is though it certainly carries some significance it's obviously come from something that's been burned bellamy said so (laughs) i wonder what they burned and put in there additional contracts (laughs) evidence (laughs)
1: <laughs> the, the, oh of course you'd go down that path. Well the, uh, the uh, I thought it might have been the ashes of um the the gentleman that passed away that they they play and forgive me I can't remember his name. Um but when the warriors in the storm play?
0: Was it like um like McGuire? no, uh, no. He's
1: no here. I'm trying to think yeah, yeah no, no job. Yeah no it's I'm not just, a I'm zombie.
0: Now yeah, I'm just trying to think oh, what was his name? Fuck. Forgotten, yeah. I'm I it.
1: apologize, Melbourne Storm fans, for not knowing someone that's very uh, held in such high regard <laughs> in your club. Um, but that gentleman, I, I thought for a second there it might, uh, might have been his ashes, but they're saying it's not of a person. But well, they're saying very it's not interesting story,
0: it is. I mean, and, and the, I don't know if you watch, um, uh, you know, much like a
1: how big does w- he earn? Would it take the ashes of a boat, <laughs> a caravan? Um,
0: I don't know if you've seen much, of, you know, like WWF or whatever. Yeah. But um, it reminds me of like, you know, now, now the the picture in my head now is like a Craig Bellamy, you know, as the players walk down the tunnel to get on the field. Craig Bellamy's walking behind them, holding the urn up like Paul Bear for the Undertaker. You know, back in the day, like Undertaker <laughs> draw all his power when he's out, when he was down and out. And, um, <laughs>
1: and- how about um, maybe it's uh, the remnants of Adam Blair's career.
0: It could be the source of Adam Adam Blair's power.
1: Maybe, <laughs>
0: and, it's, and it's still down in Melbourne, so he I can't get really. my hands
1: on that fucking urn. <laughs> <laughs> Start force feeding whatever's in there down Adam Blair's throat.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, searchy, searchy, searchy. Michael Moore. Yes, or Michael guy. So Michael Moore uh, was the unfortunate gentleman, and so I think what you know you solved the mystery. It's actually his ashes. I'm not sure his family would be too keen on his ashes just following the team around, but
1: yeah, you're probably right but yeah interesting right. story
0: and I mean I'm not sure if it's, it's something that's kind of known amongst Melbourne Storm supporters or whatever but I've honestly never fucking heard of it which is why I put it in there because it's, really, it's not really a news story you know per se but it's something I'd never ever heard of before so it's just yeah, interesting that's I right. wanted to run it past no, you it's, as well
1: like I said very interesting
0: okay signing news just quickly the deals with Beau and Hino officially announced today by the Sharks even though they've been fairly public and done and dusted for about two weeks now but in other signing news the South City Rabbitohs they announced the re-signing of Australian international and uh, Origin Indigenous All-Star, etc., etc. Greg Inglis until the end of the 2017 season. So he's uh, he. Did, it's not a five-year deal; it's an extension of his existing deal. But all in all, it, you know, it's essentially the same thing. He's got another five years at the Rabbits, mm. um, which is interesting because five-year deals aren't necessarily the greatest thing ever invented. Um, You've got some uh, quotes there from Michael Maguire saying that uh, the long-term re-signing gives the club and the team a real boost as they get ready for 2013. Greggy is a very, obviously a very talented player and he's really matured and become a leader at South Sydney. He's capable of some extraordinary things on the field and he has an extraordinary effect on people off the field too. He's told me he's fully committed to the club, the team and the South Sydney district and you can see that by the efforts he puts in on and off the field. He's a big part of what we're trying to achieve here and we're all very excited to know he'll be here until 2017 and hopefully longer.
1: He's uh, he's going to be,
0: what, 30? He's 25 he's, now, so he's 30 by the time he's done, yeah.
1: Fucking hell. Like, Fuck. if he's... Like, you look at someone like Lockie. Yep. You no, know they're different positions, right? But yep. you, from fullback, your body's not really subjected to a lot of the grind that you are at 5'8". Yeah. And, and the amount of defense that, uh, you know, but a high-profile like- 5'8 would have to do. He'd still make a lot more tackles than Greg Inglis would in a game. Lockheed didn't really make many tackles
0: ever. He still would. If he made if he made a hundred tackles across his entire career, I'd be very fucking surprised. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> You're a ridiculous human.
1: Um, he's going to be thirty, and who knows what'll he achieve in the game? Yeah, certainly at a representative level. He's already done enough. That's for sure. He sure has. Um, it's it's a good it's a good move from the bunnies, I think. In the f- fact, as far as retaining other players yeah. Um, for a guy the profile of Inglis and the ability of Inglis to pledge his allegiance to the club for such a long period of time guys that are sort of to and fro probably gives them or, or gives the club more leverage to hang on to those sorts of guys because Inglis is a, a type of person a type of player that you can build a club around and they're doing a fairly good job of it at the moment um, I was very interested to hear that he had extended his deal for so long given that the new T V rights deal and and what the salary cap's gonna be doing in a few years time hasn't really been revealed. Um to the to its full extent.
0: Yeah, I think um, they have enough of an idea though, you know, like a ballpark idea that they can obviously sign him up to He's probably yeah, not a but, good I mean anyways. you
1: look at someone like Farah, and they're saying you know he he's saying, Well, you know, we're still waiting yeah, we, we, We'll talk to the Tigers, no problem, but there's still a lot of uncertainty over what the salary cap's going to be.
0: Well, so maybe Inglis actually is you know committed to South Sydney and wants to achieve something with South Sydney, and you know money's not his driving factor.
1: Yeah, that's, that's all I can put it down to. Or Which is crazy sort of, to think
0: that Greg Inglis is a player you know, with more honour and integrity than Robbie Farrar, especially given the whole situation that happened with the Broncos.
1: Well, I think, um, I think Robbie's <laughs> probably looking for a bit more... Uh, of an indication as to who's going to be coaching the Tigers moving forward.
0: And who's going to be playing for the Tigers other than him as well because they, you know, they seem to be stripping out two or three decent players a year.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I don't blame him for having his reservations. Um, he's a Tiger through and through. I can't see him going anywhere. Um, but that's off track. I think uh, good move from the Bunnies. Good uh, insurance policy for Inglis. He's, yep. um, he's tied away for a long period of time, earning some serious coins. So uh, it's, it's win-win. I just wonder, you know, some of the third-party deals, et cetera, that he's become accustomed to. Yeah. You got a, you know, full-time residence at the at the Star. Possibly. What's involved?
0: Just a lot of brown paper bags from Rusty. The De'Longhi, I
1: think. you know, DeLonghi coffee machines. Yeah, at the yep. Wazoo.
0: Well, I mean, you know, he, to be fair, I mean, he could still buy a shitload of DeLonghi stuff anyway, because I mean, surely he hasn't spent all the fifty grand on his Harvey Norman.
1: Maybe you're right.
0: Vouchers or Caffeine's whatever. Caffeine's a
1: diuretic. Maybe why he's got so fit. so much fucking coffee it's possible it's possible
0: recaps well recap one game big game grand final 2012 Melbourne Storm 14 oh not that game calm down Melbourne Storm 14 defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs for a crowd of 82,976, which I think was a record crowd since uh, 2000. Since, since so, the restructuring, what? yeah. Since the restructuring, yeah. And, um, and I think they, they reconfigured. I heard something about they reconfigured the seating at uh, ANZ, which allowed for you know a couple about three grand more, okay. which is why it was the record, because it was a sellout, but um, they had a slightly higher capacity. Um, so the Melbourne Storm, their 14 came from tries to Ryan Hoffman, Billy Slater, Justin O'Neill, Cameron Smith, one of three conversions, a shit effort based on that. But then you also have to add in, he missed both shots at penalty goal as well. Mm. So a total night of one from five. I mean, it's, it it gave you a boner because, you know, you could pretend Benji Marshall was playing in the grand final.
1: It was fantastic. And you know, who knows when we'll ever see that again, if ever. Yeah,
0: exactly. And the Dogs, four points. Try to Sam Parrott, the end. Captain Snooze couldn't get that conversion. Pretty
1: convincing performance from the Storm. I thought they were near on perfect for 80 minutes. Yep. Um, And unfortunately, I think the Bulldogs, um, certainly in attack, I think they were a little bit overawed. I think they were frustrated by the Melbourne Storm defence. And... um, their much vaunted sort of interchange of passing through the forwards. Melbourne just come up with the with the game plan to um, to nullify that. I yep. think they executed that to perfection as well as completing <laughs> all bar one of their sets. I think one or two yeah. maybe. Um, their kicking game was was perfect through Cronk, who was a Churchill medalist, uh, deservedly so. Uh, their forwards their forwards did a great job. Uh, just just you know, if you're going to put a performance like that together you'd yep. love it to be in a grand final. and That's right. Um, the pressure was on both teams. I think Canterbury wilted a little. They defended their guts out. Um, you know, because the storm had more than enough possession and more than enough field position, and they didn't attack the badly
0: either. They didn't attack badly either. And they didn't make a hell of a lot of mistakes either. To be honest, I mean, the dogs they went they weren't terrible, but the storm just had the game plan. I just think they were slightly off the dogs.
1: Yeah, I think I don't know if that was. Because I think they were the, storm overawed, just, the
0: storm just pushed. I think the storm just the, the just made them, them that way because it seemed like they compressed their defence in the middle, which completely nullified the short passing of the forwards, and it was almost like they were conceding. You know, they were happy to concede. Thirty meters on a break down the wing because they knew that their outside guys were fast enough to run anyone down, and when they did get to them, everyone had pushed back in a line so that any inside guys that were coming up for support. That just mowed down straight away anyway. So, um, you yeah, know, it, it was great defence, and that, that's what that's it was the defence that won it. I mean, you know, Cameron Smith missed so many goals; it could have been you know more comprehensive. It could have been twenty-two points to four. Sure, but uh, even Bellamy said afterwards that you know, oh, he'd like to think that that Smith, you know deliberately missed the goals to keep the team focused <laughs> <laughs> nice save
1: um, look I, I think for the for the storm you know a lot's been made about the redemption uh, after being stripped of their titles due to their salary cap breaches um, and I guess that is a story and I, I think that considering <laughs> they've got three uber talents in their team um, in, the, in Slater Cronk and Smith and um, but yeah, it's a testament to Bellamy's coaching um and the culture at the place when you look at some of the other players um that have come through the ranks there and, and come from other clubs and yep. people like Brian Norrie we've spoken about mm-hmm. before, he was playing country footy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's
0: like captain coach of some of yeah some, some countryside. You know,
1: yeah. fucking rural town. He gets a call from Craig Bellamy and, you know, a season or so later he's a premiership winner. Yep. Jamin Lowe was on the scrap heap.
0: Yeah, imagine um, that Jamie Lowe, Premiership winner.
1: I know. He was um he was a bit of a journeyman. Played a bit with um Seas and, you know, a yeah. few other teams and he you know, again, like I said, on the scrap heap gets a call up and he's an integral part of a, of a Premiership winning squad. Justin O'Neill, you know, like he's he's a guy that was probably solid first grader. Um and he's... Well, he's turned him into an origin. He's turned him player. into an origin player and a premiership winner. Sisawaka played three
0: quarters of the season for Sharky's reserve grade. Yeah. And, uh, and he's won a premiership, just
1: come in. And these aren't guys that are just warm bodies. These are guys that are contributing. Yeah. And yeah. he has every single member of that team contributing um, to the nth degree of their ability. Um, and they don't make mistakes. Um, and then you've got the control of Smith around the ruck. You've got the control of... and, and Selective passing of Cronk and, and his kicking game to give them a field position, yep. and then they have got the brilliant brilliance of Slater. It's it's like the perfect fucking concoction that he's just whipped up with. Yeah, with,
0: as long as those other guys make their tackles and you know the forwards they make you know sort of ten meters a carry or whatever, yep. and get up and make you know as quick as possible play ball. That's all they need to do.
1: Exactly right, and um, you know I think you know where where does where does Bellamy finish up as far as his coaching career goes when you look at the performance that he, he's done with his squad they they almost it's almost like they've sort of flipped the bird at the NRL to a certain extent and said well you know ok we, we've done the wrong thing um, we're going to have to shed you know players of the calibre of Inglis um, yep. and you know the artist formerly known as Adam Blair and you know numerous other guys and and they've still won a premiership and, and were fucking comprehensively you know impressive Against you know a team that set the benchmark for pretty much the whole year. Yeah. So, um, as for the dogs, I think um, credit has to go to Hasler. I know it won't come from you, but I'm happy to give him. Yeah, no uh, credit
0: for a losing grand final. Credit for where it's inside. due. One um, one last year, didn't you, son?
1: I think uh, when when Greenberg you know did make the big coup to to sign Hasler, I think they probably would have had this year penciled in as a as a building block. I don't know that they would have had the expectations to be on the run that they've had this year, so it's a credit to his coaching. He's overhauled the way that the clubs played football, um, and it took them a little bit at the start of the year to grasp it, and you know once they did, they, they didn't really look back and they've again, they've got some some guys in there that aren't world beaters. But yep. He's he's got them contributing, um, and then you've got the brilliance uh, of Barber off the back of that, and, and the control and some solid forwards, you know, with a skillful passing game. So
0: and you add T Rex to that, <laughs> and they're actually a worse side than they are, they are this year, next year. Well, certainly so, if he uh, plays
1: at his, uh, if he plays, you know, the caliber of, of football that he played at the back end of last season, he'll be a welcome addition. I think if he plays. The style of footy that he's played in large part All season. this season, and then uh, and a lot of times prior to the back end of last season, yeah. uh, I don't know that they oh, they're going to get value for money. Let's they're not, not going to get
0: value for money for him because they paid so much for him. It's literally impossible for them to get unless he starts kicking goals and fucking doing. Which some he's capable as well. of
1: doing. Um, let's not forget that you know he got that spot at Manly based on what four. Six performances at Parramatta where yep. he, he made those sorts of runs yep um it certainly wasn't a, a, a strong body of work if, during his time at Parramatta <laughs> um and you know I think Hasler probably could be credited for for getting the best out of him albeit not for full season at a time but he
0: had him for like four years and he
1: got, <laughs> or three, yeah.
0: three years and he got and he got half a dozen games out of him
1: so you know he's he's building a career on on sporadic performances or yeah. of, of dominance um, and strong running but when you're a guy that size you'd really think that you should be able to put it f- consistently together um, but I think next year you know they've been minor premiers they set the benchmark you know for a large part this season and they're, they're beaten grand finalists but I think next season was going to be the, the year that they uh, that the administration there and, and Hasler himself probably had penciled in um, to be a really successful year so it'll be interesting to see what they come up with
0: yeah exactly I say in this, in this grand final, I mean, it wasn't even a game. 14-4 on the, score, on the scoreboard, and you know, if you hadn't watched the game, you'd say, "Oh, you know, it was pretty, you know, fairly, fairly tight." You know, not much more, you know, mm. not much more than a try, in you know. it. But um, honestly, it's probably second most dominant grand final I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I think, um, I think some some credit has to go to the Bulldogs' defence in the second half. Um, I think they were sort of out on their feet there in patches, uh, and they Melbourne had quite a great deal of, of field position and possession, and you'd normally expect them to put a lot more points on, but uh, the dogs dug deep uh, and and held them out. But, you know, again, if, if Smith kicks the goals, uh, it, it looks a lot more comprehensive, and it was probably a, f- a fair indication of the of the disparity between the two teams. Melbourne just too good on the day, um, and, and, like I said, saved probably a perfect 80, 80 minutes of football for the grand final, which is... Uh, it's a fucking... You know, it's a credit to, to the club. Yep.
0: Twitter. Given us only one game, I've, I've got a ton of tweets down here. Um, Aussie11198. Cam Smith is choking worse than the West Tigers in the last six seasons. Hashtag's in decline. He sent that to West Tigers as well, so they did you be fucking loving life. Devonhead. If Slater wasn't a chronic lead with the feet guy, that event, in quotes, doesn't happen. You know Aww. Slater didn't leave with the feet this, on this is one occasion where he didn't leave with the feet. You could tell he was trying to bail out and he ended up hitting him he was actually had his back to parrot when he actually made mm. contact he, that, to the extent he was trying to pull out. Yep. He wasn't trying to follow through I mean he'd given up on preventing to try and was just trying to bail you know from momentum. and people listening, you fucking know me. you know I'll, you know how I feel about Slater. <laughs> you know I'll kick that dude fucking all the... but I mean on this occasion, you know unnecessary. Uh, Aussie one one nine eight came in again. Wow, James Graham. Is that what people eat in England? No wonder they have horrible teeth. <laughs> Hash, uh, dirty fucking scumbags. Hash, ears in decline. I'm surprised. I think we only saw ears in decline once, which is amazing, <laughs>
1: really. Uh, Troy, the Unimaginative listeners of uh, this show. Yeah.
0: Troy underscore 79. Graham should have been sent off for that. Dirty fucking pommy grub. Uh, Erebus chaos. I don't know what's worse. Biting someone's ear or shoving a finger up someone's ass. Hash, tigers in decline. And the thing is, the Hopiati one. I mean, it was it was terrible, <laughs> terrible. But during the game and everything, no one ever it never came out. It wasn't until players complained after the fact, and then mm. they went back to look at it, that it actually became a thing. So it was a little bit different to you know, this scenario as far as like the immediacy of, of, of knowing how bad it was. Uh, what do we got? Dragons underscore Red V. Great defense from the hash purple cunts. That's the kind Jesus. of thing. Yeah, that's the kind of thing illegitimate premierships are made of. Mm, uh, wow. Cambo96 absolutely showered himself in glory on, on Sunday night eat a dick Todd and Des and he sent that to uh, us and the NRL Bulldogs and then he's got a hashtag palooza here hash scumdog millionaire hash bought not bred hash some mm. things money can't buy hash NRL 2012 GF hash proud not to be a Bulldog Bimson James Graham doing St. Helens proud losing a final biting ears and fucking dogs that's a standard Saturday night out for them <laughs> Gotta love Keefey. Docky's attack is easier to read than Fifty Shades in large print. That's a man speaking of experience.
1: Yeah, it would seem so.
0: And um, we have Bensonmeister Meister. He had a, a chain of him uh, Ben Barber has been less of a threat so far than Chris Keating at speed dating night with a leader of Rohypnol. Hash fail. Jesus. And then uh, we got on here. Uh, if anyone's wondering what Chris Sandow is doing this off season, he appears to be hibernating in Cassiano's gut. Hash fat mess to which I replied he's like cassiano's quarto yes and uh, for this express purpose i don't know if you probably saw this exchange and looked it up
1: but you well, know I saw what I the exchange about? said to myself you know what you need to do glenn You need to google that so when this comes up on the podcast <laughs> you can throw armed, it back and be like <laughs> you're armed with the necessary information to throw back in nathan's face <laughs> And you forgot, didn't you? I forgot all about it. So um So therefore you get a blank stare.
0: That is a uh, referential retard at his best Total Recall, the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. You've uh, seen the movie, right? No. Fucking but you really you haven't seen you haven't seen Total Recall? No. Now you're getting a fucking blank stare. That's unbelievable,
1: really? For the third time, no. I haven't <sighs> seen that movie.
0: I just I don't know if I'm mad or disappointed.
1: Probably a little bit of both, Nathan.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's, well, We got what we wanted with that exchange. Uh, Tigers in decline. Low scoring game, but it worked out to be about $1 million per point scored between the two clubs' salary caps. Hash, Premier's asterisk. Make me a sandwich. Here we go. Talk shit, get bit. I fucking love it. That slogan, that could be a t-shirt slogan.
1: Yes. Yes, it could be. Although it, and so it probably will be.
0: Jeremy underscore Jack zero one. Not the most exciting grand final I've ever seen. Well, that wasn't the most exciting tweet I've ever seen either, but it's true. Amy Lee underscore. I don't know what they do in England, but biting people here is frowned upon. You tell them. Mad Dog underscore no space. Nielsen won that game for Melbourne. He shut down everything that came his way. Too bad he's going to the Warriors to be shit. Eagle-eyed Kiwi. Don't want to rub it in, doggies fans. But not only did you lose the GF, but next year T Rex will be playing for you. <laughs> Excellent. At Ugly Kid Dave. Once again, a season completely wasted on Melbourne public that doesn't give two shits about rugby league. And I do see that point. But I mean, I don't think the season's been wasted. I mean,
1: yeah, that's a bit of a harsh cut now,
0: Charlie. S. Barolius. Looking forward to Cooper Cronk's press conference to let us all know he won the Clive Churchill Medal. Hash more Gronk. <laughs> And uh, GT351 underscore Johns, congrats to the Storm, better team on the night and deserved win. Well done to the Mighty Bulldogs on a great year, good effort. So that was his sane tweet. Yes. Then every tweet after that was oh, just like kicking Manly, just basically trying to kick Manly. Uh, is a zip zip. I bet being bitten on the ear in a grand final wasn't in one of the contracts Billy signed. Hash purple scum. And the final word goes to Naju. And so, the biggest game of the year leads to a final stunning realisation. Jamin Lowe is a Premiership winning player. And the Storm have done that to several players over their history. To think, to think, you know, it was but a a slight hamstring tear away from Jason Riles. Yeah. Getting a ring at the Storm.
1: Possibly the greatest coaching performance in the history of rugby league.
0: He'll probably get one. He'll, He'll probably get one anyway. He'll be one of the additional ones. I mean, he did, I mean, his contribution was mainly penalties and...
1: <laughs> and ruck right, ruck penalties <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and drop balls, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Now, we will touch upon the, uh, the other games. I didn't get to see these games, so I mean, I'm, I'll take it you watched everything on Grand Final Day?
1: Uh, I caught a fair bit of the New South Wales Cup. Yep. Uh, by no means did I catch all of it. Uh, watched the whole 20s game. Okay. Uh, or, you know, slaughter.
0: 20s That's... game next, anyway. The uh, West Tigers, 46, defeated Canberra Raiders, 6. Um,
1: and to quote the great... Tiger Benji, Tiger underscore Benji on Twitter. Yes. Imagine winning a grand final by 40 points. Yeah. What I'd a l- legend team. I've got no
0: idea how that would feel. No. I imagine it would be excellent, though. Does feel pretty good. Give you a chubby?
1: Did a little bit. You know who else gave me a chubby? Jacob Miller and his, and his performance in the number seven jersey for the West Tigers. Kick a United lot of goals. Just, uh, mate, he's, he's a talented player. I, I'd like to see him get an opportunity in first grade. Hasn't he had an opportunity in first grade? Oh, he's played like three games. Fucking give the kid a break.
0: So how many, how, how, how many games do they have to lose with him in the, you know, in the, in the seven before they say, look, just They could fucking, lose
1: 26 in a row.
0: You can't be 20 forever.
1: No. They <laughs> could lose 26 in a row, but if he plays the whole season in seven, I'll be happy.
0: Losing every single game. Finishing the, the year on four points for thanks to two wins over the bye. If
1: that's what we have to do to blood a halfback of the future, Nathan. Are you, are you taking
0: a percentage of his, uh, his contract or something? No, i
1: just remember what we, how we used to play
0: when we had a good halfback. Okay, well, um, we did get some tweets about this game, which is the main reason why I put it in there. We didn't get a single tweet about New South Wales Cup, so you can uh, go fuck yourself. But this game, Marcus RA, was this the plan all along? Turf the seniors and tell the 20s they can play first grade next year if they win the NYC title. <laughs> uh, gotta love Keefe. He uh, said here, well, this is actually in reply to your Tiger Benji one. He said uh NYC 46-6, 46 minus six equals forty grand final score for the tigers 40 nil. I like Ash, it. Fucking legends. Aren't uh they what? X Andrew John X, Todd Lowry, God Lowry. What'd that get in there? Um And why? Crazy. God Lowry. Yeah, God Lowry. Oh um, I'm fucking not again. <laughs> that one actually got misplaced uh, beer boy 182 still celebrating the west tigers under 20s win this morning as a sharks fan it's great to see the quality future Cronulla players <laughs> <laughs> and um in the in the uh, new south wales cup the newtown jets 22 defeated balmain ride eastwood tigers 18 this one i was actually uh, listening to on the radio uh, when i was in the car and it was quite exciting they pretty much traded tries uh the whole way through, yep. a narrow lead to Newtown at half time. I think they actually went out and led twelve nil. And Balmain came back. It was 12-10 at half time, and with not long to go, uh, Balmain were actually leading eighteen points to sixteen. And that was a try late for Newtown, and I believe right one of the last plays of the game. Well, you know, about fifty something seconds left in the game, there was a try on for Balmain, and almost oh, just, just dropped it cold. So unfortunate.
1: Very, but. Good effort from the Tigers to have their New South Wales Cup side and their Twenty side playing in the Grand Final. Um, yeah, I would in just a like year to, where their NRL side didn't make the eight. I I'd,
0: so. I'd just like to congratulate the the uh, the Balmain consortium because, um, really, the uh, doggies they had minor premiers in all three grades, could only get one to the final and lost that poorly. Yeah. Balmain, West Tigers. West Tigers. More Balmain than West Tigers, but uh, yeah, two sides in the finals in the
1: Grand Final. Got to win. Can't argue that. At a narrow that. loss. At a narrow loss. Exactly. I look forward to uh, 2013 with renewed vigour, Nathan. Do you? It's not, not all win. in decline. Well, some would say it is. Some would say it is. Many would say it is. Me. Yeah, you and your little legion of puppets. Well, everyone that listens to the show, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah. Um, but you know. Well done to the Tigers and well done to Todd Payton, who. Uh, yeah. Who knew. Well, who, he long said he long said he was a halfback in a props body. Who knew? Halfbacks generally make the best coaches. So
0: yeah, I just just I, I, it seems like only yesterday he was losing that game against the Titans with his play the ball infringements and mistakes.
1: Well, it wasn't quite yesterday, <laughs> but it was fairly recent. It's fairly top of mind. Yeah, I, really I mean concerned. that's that's
0: the one thing I will think about. You know, that's the first thing that comes into mind when I think about his career. Isn't that terrible? But, uh,
1: yeah, he's done a good job with the twenty side. Jagged yeah. win first year. Yeah, and uh, had them playing some pretty structured attack for twenties.
0: Well, their defence was their best thing for that side. And the funny thing is, I mean, they uh, Canberra were the favourite going into that game, but in all the in all the previous meetings of season, it was three times in the end that they held Canberra to low scores every time. So they clearly were the uh, the kryptonite for uh, the the Raiders side. There was yes. you know putting floggings on other people.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Tigers, it's what we do to Raiders, remember? Except when those years where the Raiders make the Eight instead of the Tigers, and we don't do it then, but and, other and, years. And yeah, it it's never the eight, happened. Eight, mate, the 89 grand final,
0: yeah, yeah. The, the evidence is mounting against your case, yeah. Let's just give it up. <laughs> That's full time, episode 107, preview section completely and 100% skip because there's fuck all on this weekend. Yes, watch a replay. Although, you know, if you listen to the comprehensive spoilers of you know, everything that happened in the game, you probably don't want to go back and revisit exactly it. Exactly right. And if you, you know, Got let's you face covered. it, the only people watching it again is probably Melbourne, Melbourne fans. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty forgettable grand final. get drunk. Exactly. So, so naked. Yeah, you know, catch up on some shows that you've been, you know, stocking up. I don't know. You could watch things like Total Recall. And watch movies. Yeah. You watch movies and, you know, maybe uh, you know, catch a reference or three next season. But maybe, um, You never know. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow oh at TWI League and we're on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Make sure you hit that like button and also be sure to share our posts as we put them up just to help us spread the word uh, and you know, grow the show. iTunes. We had another review this week, and it's awesome. a sensational one. It's from someone by the name of Kelly Gad. It's said, A+++, great seller, highly recommended, five stars. Fantastic to deal with, great seller, we'll buy again.
1: Hashtag in decline. Think-
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. sell anything on eBay and, either. Uh, and hashtags in decline. Yeah, of course. Of course, uh, which just goes to show that it does actually, it wasn't just misplaced from an eBay review. <laughs> it actually was meant to be for us. Um, and we've got a tweet uh, from uh, Bernard JKD. Bernard JKD. Uh, listen to the show who is... Very very behind on episodes, and just uh, yesterday or today listened to the uh, 100th episode. Yes, and decided to tweet us, nevertheless, no, us the uh, 100 show memory, which I thought was fantastic, which is why I included it here. Um, his uh, best at 100 show memory is uh, State of Origin launch 2012. You played Get Ready for this. I promptly bought it on iTunes, all whilst driving at 130 kilometres an hour.
1: Well, we've already discussed the pitfalls of speeding on this show earlier tonight. Yes. Yes. Um, so, we don't condone that behaviour, but.
0: <laughs> but isn't it amazing what technology allows you to do? Listen to us <laughs> at speed, not crash and die, and, and then try download and- a song. And download a song from iTunes. It's fantastic. Exactly. Well, I did the same thing with Gangnam Style as well, so, all good. Tipping. We have a winner. After a long season and a very close season, we had a three way tie at the top at the end. He's serious. 132 <laughs> points. The winners got. It came down to differential. We had differentials of 307, 336, and 356. And it was our perennial leader, Whitey. He managed, despite getting the grand final wrong, and despite not doing terribly well in the finals, actually, um, he did enough to win uh, 132 with the uh, best differential, 307. Kylie M., She jumped up to second place, jumping over the top of the second place holder, It's Me Cookie Bra, based on the fact that she was one of the only people in the top five that picked the Storm to win. And so she also finished on 132, and in second place, It's Me Cookie Bra, he dropped a place to third. We had Todd H 1987, he went up a place once again by picking the Storm successfully, uh, and finishing on 131, so one, one off the lead. And he would have actually, if he had gotten up one more point, he would have finished in outright second and very close to the lead. And we had, in the fifth to round it out, we had Dougie, who dropped down. And uh, he also picked the dogs, and he finished on 130. So very close comp and even down to like about 50th place I think I finished around sort of mid 30s and you finished some place after 50 I forgot to write it down oh 80 um, something I'm glad I, I beat I beat uh, Paraman by one point I didn't have a bet with him but I was just you know it's just a great morale thing to to have beaten him because he actually made once you put booze I on don't the know table I how it feels yeah well once you put booze on the table I mean he he really fired up and took his care and took his time with uh, his tips and actually as got most drugs right. would yeah and he sort of managed to you know, lift himself from about 70 something to you know maybe 40ish so Good effort, good effort for him, and you'll have to figure out what you're going to give him uh, as far as booze is
1: concerned, or has there been an order placed, or what? Oh, I haven't placed an order yet. I'll get around to it. All right. When Kyle shows some grace and dignity on Twitter, I'll hook him up with a bowl of rum. Oh, great. You'll never have to worry about that then. If uh, like, aged 600 years. <laughs> we have a winner of the
0: finals fantasy comp as well, so congratulations to Powder Puffs, coached by Gavin. Make yourself known, Gavin. Finished on a score of 1,575 points. Second place, we had the Wendells, who I believe were the leaders last week. Uh, they finished four points back. So, gee, that's, that's got to hurt. Uh, and then back about 30 points, we had the Jack Officers. That's a yeah. Jason hand side. Uh, Tottos, Terrors in fourth. Team Dev, Trotters in fifth. The Plural of Fusion. So, Curtis, he finished in sixth. Fubar, seventh. Dens, eighth. Me, in ninth. Congratulations, me! You're awesome. Well done, you. And and hash tigers in decline, a team by that name. I don't know who that is. Kidding? A coach by the name of Nathan finished uh, four points past <laughs> me, so it's it's definitely not me. Um, but yeah, strange.
1: Wow, what a surprise! Another person named Nathan who's a complete cockhead.
0: Isn't it funny though that um that tigers really. tigers in decline got tenth just like the tigers did, just like the <laughs> actual
1: tigers in decline.
0: Oh, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Um.
1: Yes, Alanis. And I just
0: and I don't have the tweet on me, but uh, Dashing Dan one sent a tweet in uh, with a bet slip from the races, <laughs> Saw it. and uh, the the, the horse the horse's name was West Tigers, and what did he say? It ran ninth, finished ninth, <laughs> sensational. Uh, shop still got stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, all that stuff. Um, get on it! It's coming up to Christmas time. Yes. You know, buy, buy people presents that they actually like. We should probably put some specials together for Christmas, eh? Hey? We should. What are they going to be? We've talked about it before. Uh, we need to actually do it.
1: Well, I say if you buy a hat and a shirt, you get a free stubby cooler.
0: All right. Done. Lock and load. And that's a saving of about, what, seven bucks or something? So it's decent. Yeah. About what that. What else
1: can we do?
0: I don't know. We could, like, uh, bundle up some... Uh...
1: If we buy a hat, shirt, and a stubby cooler, you save...
0: But... X. X amount. Alright, we'll figure it out. Yes. I have to figure it out this time. Yes. Alright.
1: Buy two shirts. Yep. Save X percent. Mm hmm. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I like it. Alright, cool. I like the way you think. Alright, cool. Really?
0: Yeah, no. Not at all. Um, Twillies. Twillies. By the time you're listening to this, the twillies will definitely be there. We said that and, last
1: week, but we lied because we're yeah. filthy liars,
0: yeah, exactly. We lie, we lie about everything. Um, but they will definitely be up by the time you're listening to this. Uh, the, I, the problem last week was I forgot that we were recording a day later, and like by the time you're listening to this, in quotes, was actually like I uploaded about three hours after we finished <laughs> so it, so I wasn't like didn't have that extra day of lead time there, so um. We, Plus, uh, I was slow getting my information. Yeah, paper. and we've had, we had a uh, a panel of people that we've involved as well, just to you know take some of the biased, uh biases out of the, the nominations or the nominees for each category. So all of that's come back pretty much. So uh, I'll be collating that uh, tomorrow, putting it up tomorrow. So they'll be up. I mean, we'll tweet it out from our account. So you probably uh, you know if you're a diehard, you've probably already voted. But uh, if you haven't, go there. Go to our website, and there'll be a link there that'll take you there, and it'll be. Uh, you know, I'll put something in the show notes for this episode, but it'll also be a standalone post on the website as well that'll be you know, the one before the one for this episode. So get in there and vote and uh we'll pick our random winner to win, you know, one of everything kind of thing. Yep. Like a shirt hat, stubby cooler. And uh yeah. That's about it. Yes, until next week when we have our Gala Awards night. The night of nights, the Twillies, the third annual Twilly Awards, which is one of my favourite nights, one of my favourite episodes of the year because we actually don't know who's going to win. Yeah,
1: no, exactly. We actually it's good fun. We get the I results. I always love that and hits and misses. It's a nice way to finish the year. Yep. And yeah. um. And this year we so yeah, without a good really indication any. Just to see how wrong I was. Yeah,
0: and Australia's just playing the one-off test, aren't they? That's it. Yep. So it's going to be an early end of the season this year. It is. I mean, often we go right into November because there's like a Tri Nations or you know, yeah something going right. on. World well, we've, we've
1: earned it. We've earned it. We have. We have. We've worked hard this year. It's been a hard year. It has. It's been a long hard year, but <laughs> rewarding nonetheless, Nathan.
0: Yep. Yep, so the twilies, the big gala night of nights, where we might drink as well. Because people, gee, they loved it when we drink. Yeah. <laughs> Loosens up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, and um and the beautiful thing about the twillies, I was saying, we don't actually know who's gonna win because um we basically print out the results from the uh from the survey uh, hosting place it will actually get my wife to print the results out so we can't even catch a glimpse of anything who's a chartered accountant who's an accountant yeah she's a cpa not a not a chartered accountant they're two different things she's a cpa not a ca but right. um I'm just saying, it's fucking different. Oh, was it really necessary to correct me there? Oh, fucking okay. She's a chartered accountant. And oh, she's, fucking hell. And she's she's like, lots of things, Nathan. And she's, and she's a saint for being yeah. married to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, in any case, she'll she'll go through. Uh, she collates the results and uh, chops them up, puts them in envelopes, marks them with the number question so we can actually open the envelope and you know, pretend like it's proper. That's right. <laughs> Which means we can't really you know line up winners for you know to talk to winners the and stuff like that. The fact that I show
1: up in a you know a jacket and a bow tie. And no pants would indicate Mancanny. that it's a serious night. Man oh Jesus. <laughs> Well, it's better than no
0: pants. Sorry? It's better than no pants.
1: There's yeah, some modesty there. <laughs> it does look a little bit uh looks a little bit like a car crash in a manchini though.
0: Now, do you have anything else to add to this episode this evening? Um, no, I'm done. Cool. Me too.
1: See you next week. See you next week.
0: Oh, but wait, there is more, one more point of business, as very kindly pointed out to us by Twitter listener, at Freak09, that phreak P-H-R-E-A-K-0-9. He mentioned the podcast awards, uh, you remember last year that we managed to uh, get into the finals of the podcast awards in the sporting category, unfortunately we lost to, I think it was us against about four ESPN podcasts. But nonetheless, let's have another crack. The Podcast Awards, are open again this year for the 2012 season. Now, if you go to www.podcastawards.com, you'll see there's a voting form, and it explains the rules and everything like that. Basically, the rules are simple. You can only nominate a show for one category, with the exception of People's Choice or, or Best Produced. So uh, what we'd uh, ask you to do is to put in uh, This Week in League for people's choice. And uh, so This Week in League is obviously the show, and the URL would be, uh, you know, www.thisweekinleague.com. And also, if you could then scroll down to the sports category and nominate us in that category as well. And other than that, feel free to nominate, uh, you know, other podcasts. For example, uh, you know, things like comedy, you know, putting like, you know, the Joe Rogan experience, something like that. And nominate our friends uh, in entertainment uh, Not Yet Hated is the name of the uh, the podcast that's notyethated.com I believe and in movies slash film you could go with uh, Talk Movies uh, another one that's uh, run by uh, great friends of the show but um, yeah if you could put us in for uh, people's choice and the uh, sports category that would be uh, absolutely fantastic and uh, you know let's have another crack see if A we can get into the finals again and B If we can, you know, go one further and actually take an award out, it would be amazing. So uh, if you could do that, that would be magnificent and uh, once you put in the categories uh, the event is in the, those two categories you'll scroll down to the bottom of the form and you'll see there's a section there for your details so you enter in your name and your email address uh, let them know whether you, you know you're a your listener obviously you're a listener of this show and uh, throw in any comments you know anything you want to do to pump us up by all means hit submit and what will happen is you'll get an email sent to you that you'll need to click a link in that email to validate the vote uh, they're really strict on you know preventing people from uh, you know voting twice or you know that kind of thing so uh, it's just a bit of a safeguard they've got so if you could do that, we'd love you long time, and uh, let's see how far we can get this year. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.